There was lots of takeaways from 2020. That's what happens when the ground shifts under your feet. It made us feel like the world is upside down, and we're waiting for it to return to a version of something comfortably normal. The bad news is, it won't go back to a previous version. The good news is, there's always been an opportunity to make a better new version. Next year, your business and your marketing are going to need you to create the new version. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler, and this is Episode 7, appropriately titled 2021. What I'm sharing with you this week is not a prediction. It's a realistic look at the trajectory of things going right into the new year. And it's based off of things you already see happening around you, and possibly already affect your marketing and business. We went through a shift in the way we live and the way we do business. And even though it would seem easy for it all to snap back the way it was, it can't. Because during the shift, some things have changed permanently. And that's all it takes. We will have to navigate or create a new way to be competitive in the online business world. One thing we can all agree on, if the internet didn't exist in 2020, there would have been even more carnage in the business world. Some businesses thrived and supported the economy while others survived by upping their online presence. It really made people explore the opportunities online, even though they were already in place a decade or so before 2020. Let's start with the fact that there is and will be more competition online. I don't want to understate what this means. Every year there is always new businesses that are coming online. There's been some pretty steady growth year over year. But 2020 forced more people to operate online out of necessity. Forced is not the usual trend. And when the effects of the pandemic start to diminish, those people aren't going to be pulling the plug on their online investments. It's safe to say they will continue to reap the benefits from it for as long as they can. At the same time this is going on, there are a number of people that lost their jobs and started a new business online. This is creating even more competition. Now, We all know that people don't become a competitor from day one. There is a bit of an incubation period before they grow enough to take a bite out of someone else's cookie. And 2021 is just the window for those efforts to start making that happen. 2020 was a double whammy of online business growth that we haven't seen before because the situation was unique. With all this new competition, you can expect to strain to grow an online audience. With so much more content being created, it's outpacing the amount of attention available in the market. So naturally, social media will become more challenging. With more people paying for ads, the higher the ad prices will go. Customer acquisition costs will swell. That's just the way it works. Ever since the internet started, everything has constantly improved and up-leveled and upgraded. Content on social media has improved so much overall. The bar is set higher now. And in order to succeed in the 20s, yes, let's call it the 20s, the roaring 20s are back. In order to succeed over the increasing competition and noise, content will have to be that much better for it to succeed in creating organic growth. There won't be any hack that will trick the algorithms. Content will need to stand out, and it will need to improve in two ways. One, the quality of the content will have to be better and more valuable. The production value should be better. The value of what's being shared, whether it's information or entertainment, it has to be better. Two, the targeting will have to be better. For the average entrepreneur to succeed online, they will need to be able to get their message in front of their ideal audience more accurately now than ever before. They will need to be more niched in so they can capture the attention of their ideal client before someone else does. In a way, this competitiveness for attention will become more of a race. 
and it won't always be based on the speed of how much or how fast the person can create content. It will be a smart race, which will be won by the one that gets the right message to the right people. That's why quality and accuracy will be big factors. I want to share a personal concern I have for social media. There's a lot more legal battles starting with governments when it comes to monopolies, antitrust, and the effects of content on our culture and politics. That somehow these massive organizations have been able to grow powerful, but mostly unregulated. I'm sure there are things that need to change, but the concern is, if things become more regulated, then their way of monetizing might be affected, and that will certainly affect us. Organic growth on social media has been diminished significantly, but there are still more ways they can make you pay for the reach you want to achieve. In spite of hashtags, your content reach is already restricted. And because we don't own our followers, the platforms do, there is every chance pay-to-play could become a factor or business fees we have not yet heard of that could become commonplace. I can't say it will happen, but like I said before, based off a trajectory, we are certainly headed that way. Which leads me to my next point. I'm sure this one will spark some debate, even though it shouldn't. Email lists will become even more valuable. There's no way you can overlook this tool as a valuable, foundational part of your online business. The best part is, you own it. You can communicate with it as much as you want virtually, free of charge. And while costs keep going up, an email list is a surefire way to lower customer acquisition costs. If the social media landscape violently shifts, then you can bet the businesses with email lists are going to be in a better position. I hope you have at least began or well into growing your email list. I know some of you already see the value, but if you don't, consider it insurance in some way. Moving on. This year we started to hear the moans of people who think podcasting has peaked or already became the most uncool thing you should ever consider doing. Even though there are 800,000 podcasts, there is room for much more growth. As long as there is great content to be consumed, there will always be people looking for the next gem of a podcast to listen to. And that audience is growing. I think what people fail to understand about all these different ways of sharing a message is, they don't just come and go. They stick around and become more refined. The television and radio should have been gone long ago if that thinking was true. The programs on radio and television have been the thing that keeps them going strong. And the same will be true for podcasts. Ask me again when there's 2 million podcasts and we can discuss if it's on the verge of collapse. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you think a podcast is going to be part of your infrastructure, then the sooner you get in, the better, and 2021 is soon. And what about video, our channels? Even though there are a ton of them, a lot of them aren't even active. But there's constantly been newcomers, and every once in a while, someone creates something that adds real value to their business and society. But video will have a new boom. What have people been doing all year? They have been on video calls. And not all of them were meetings. Some were for live broadcasts, webinars, and events. But people started to get even more selective about what they needed to attend. And it seems like the live version attendance has taken a bit of a hit. While webinars used to get 30 to 35% of registered to show up for the live, it's more likely 25% now. That means there's a higher percentage of people looking for the replay or maybe they're not seeing it at all. The habit that seems to be forming is the ability to get specialized content, but not having to attend live and just get the replay. So what's the move? Well, it comes down to what you want from your audience. So here's where it gets edgy. If you want to do a live broadcast and for it to be effective, you need people to be live for interaction. 
you should consider pulling the plug on replays. If you really only need a bit of an audience for participation and you're fine with others consuming your content when it suits them, keep giving away those replays. And if you don't need an audience, then don't do a live and up the production value on a video you can distribute to registrants on your own video channels. You might still be pondering the kill the replay part, but I can explain the rationale on this one. If your ideal person is the one that shows up live, make sure you do them at times when people can be there. Maybe do two or three lives at different times and days for your registrants. But at the same time, you showing up live for them warrants an expectation that they will show up for you if they are serious. There is a beauty in being a little exclusive when it comes to doing a live performance. Because there is now people who have become zombies. They are only going to show up when it's important to them. You will be able to create demand for your live content by getting rid of the replays. By all means, you can continue doing it the way it's been done, live and then replay. That way everyone has a chance to see it. Just don't complain when you notice the live participant numbers continue to drop. And when you don't need that live audience, be prepared to invest in the production value of that video. Again, the competition is growing, and how are you going to stand out? When it comes to your video channels, if you're in that game, the curation of content will help a lot in keeping the attention on you. This year, creating a successful channel will come down to how much consistently good content you have to offer them to find you and stay watching for a while. It's not going to be just one video that will hook people and get them to subscribe. It's going to take four to seven really good ones for them to decide they want the platform to queue up your next creation for them automatically. I do want to do the YouTube channel thing, but I know this year will take even more effort to do it right, and I'm not ready yet, but I'm working on it. I suggest you do too. It looks like there could be good things on the horizon that will happen in 2021. People might be moving around a little more free and easy, but nobody is going to forget 2020 and the impact it had on our behaviors, no matter what our beliefs were, and they will stick around. With a major event like we are having, once they seem to pass, look around. You realize the landscape has changed. And as much as we would like to go back to the way things were, we can't. We should be more excited about the way we can change things for the better in the present and the future. This past year, I witnessed some really impressive entrepreneurs that shifted quickly online. They knew things were going to shift whether they liked it or not. The ones that didn't sidelined themselves, hoping it would be over soon and get back to business as usual. They didn't do so well. I witnessed restaurant owners that let the situation claim their businesses without even considering an alternative. And I couldn't understand why. It seemed so unnecessary. When the ground shifted, some people stood still and then toppled over. Some braced themselves and were able to find some balance. And there were a few that figured out the rhythm and started to make all the right moves. Next year will have its own challenges. It might not be a pandemic. It could be economic or political. Or it could just be a breather until the next thing. But commerce doesn't sleep, and you shouldn't fall asleep behind the wheel because you think the path ahead looks a bit clearer. There's more competition out there, and there's an attention deficit ahead. Are you going to be ahead of it? Making it all work. If you're going to take one thing away from this episode about 2021, it's going to have to be about the way you plan to get your message out there to people that need to hear it the most. You will need to produce content that will capture the attention of people, which means your message will need to be niched in. You should not let your content create any confusion about exactly what you do. Any confusion you create will only reduce the number of people that should have realized you were the right person they should be connecting with. 
And then there's your competition, and you know there will be. You need to create better content in case of a tiebreaker. Not just next year, every year. Your skills should have grown to allow you to produce better content consistently. Everyone else will be, I will be, and you should be too. I want to thank you for listening to the seventh episode of the It All Works podcast and the final one for 2020. What a year. Next year, I'll be going super detailed on topics. Consider these first few episodes the shallow end of the pool. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you'll join me. If you have any questions, just go to itallworks.com to this episode page, and you can email me from there. I always like hearing from listeners. If you want to be part of the discussions on this week's topic, join the It All Works Facebook group. I share some extra content and posts that continue the conversations there. Thanks again for sharing your time with me. Let's do this again next week. Wishing you a happy new year. Take care.